Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim. And Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome back to Right Spokane Perspective on this Tuesday episode. It seems like Tuesdays are always election days, and we've got shows, you know, the... Tuesday a week ago, we talked about caucuses and the way that people can be engaged because our government is supposed to be bottom up from the neighborhood, your voice to uh, the ivory towers. And so that's what we need to do being involved. And we have local party chair MJ Bolt and vice chair Lyle Dack in studio with us today. They're going to talk about things that the Spokane County GOP has going on. And if you are listening to this and you're not in Spokane County, your local GOP should be involved. You should be able to get involved with all the things that we're going to talk about today with your local county party. And I just want to invite have a warm welcome for MJ Bolt and Lyle Dack. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. All right, so let's jump into the conversation. Maybe just a, a synopsis or a brief, you know, reader's digest of why you got involved, how you're involved, and uh, what we're looking at. Well, that's a great question. You know, you guys had me on here last year when I ran for state representative, and that's probably how I got involved. I saw everything that was going on in our community, in our government, through the COVID shutdowns, and was very concerned about our constitutional freedoms being taken away. So that made me get more involved in government and politics, and I wasn't successful uh, in my uh, run for state representative, but it got me involved in the GOP. I saw what I, you know, what was happening, and uh, I thought this is where we need to be involved as locally. So that's how I got involved. Of course, I, I got elected as vice chair originally, December 10th of last year, and was vice chair until our chair, Brian Noble, stepped down for to take a job with Family Policy Institute. And then we just had an election uh, about a month ago, and I was elected chair. So that's how I got here. How'd you get here, Lyle? Yeah, well, uh, Brian's a good friend of mine. I don't know if you all know that. I was actually his campaign manager uh, when he ran for uh, uh, commissioner race, so against Mary Cooney. You know, I just watched how last year uh, the board had gotten flipped and um, when Brian had to step away uh, I was asked originally if I could be chair and I said no I don't think I want to be the chair and then MJ said well what if you come alongside and serve as vice chair and and so I gave that some thought for a little while and you know I just I've always been politically involved I've been an owner of a business you know for 30 years plus now and you can just see the writing on the wall with all the policy changes that come through the door I have kids that have grown up I see the different things that are affecting our kids you know and I'm just not one of those kind of guys that like to sit around and gripe I want to see how we can put some things into action and so for me it's real important that if I have a gripe about something that I'm putting it in action somehow and I'm trying to mobilize others around me so uh, when MJ proposed that idea that thought of being a vice chair I said well, let's do it. Let's see what happens here. And, and here we are. I'm vice chair. That's amazing. So I was going to ask you to, you know, step in next, as MJ said, well, how, what was your experience? And of course, I ended up where I'm at now, because I ran for office and was involved with campaigns. And instead of being a voice for the people, I became a voice on the radio. So I was going to ask <laughs> you, uh, Lyle, you know, that you were next up to bat. And to me, you kind of look like a baseball player. Yeah, and uh, yeah, did you yeah. play baseball? I did. Wow. Yeah, I coached so, it for a lot of years, too. Assumptions are dangerous, but you just you, <laughs> you screamed baseball. Yeah. To me. So I was going to say yeah. you're next up to bat and you seem like somebody that's not going to sit on the bench for very long because, yeah. uh, you know, like most of us, we want to go out swinging. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I just think if you look around to our country right now, you can see the peril that we're living in. And and the media likes to distort the truth a lot, where it tries to sell this narrative to everybody that everybody's thinking this other direction when really uh, we truly aren't. And if you if you look at a lot of the people and you go around to the grassroots level or just door-to-door door with your neighbor or friends at church um, and other family members, they'll start telling you, it's like, that is not the way I'm feeling. That's not right. that's not the kind of direction I feel like our country should be going right now. And, but the media will tell you a different story. And well, the got, media and the leadership, the government's absolutely. pushing things. Uh, it, and it's amazing to me. We actually see it in our local elections. We just had that happen. And, you know, sometimes it's like, do we have bipolar voters, schizophrenic voters? <laughs> you know, they, they widely detest taxes that mm-hmm. are especially bad taxes, but then the same politicians get elected. We saw voters here in the city of Spokane say, we do not want drug camps because that's what they are. That's right. Drug camps camping where children are cared for. Yeah. And then they said, but we don't want jail space to take them. So it was like, okay, we're going to tell the government to do one thing, but we don't want to fund it. And the reason why is because we're, you know, take it out of a different thing that you're funding, you know? So we have to be involved for government to make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. And you guys are looking at a vision of trying at the local level, Spokane County GOP, to have that vision of of the GOP making that change in our own backyard and maybe on uh, our front street. Absolutely. And and our vision is to grow. We've got to grow our party. We've got to grow our base. We've got to grow our involvement. That starts with the PCOs that are the membership of the party. That's the precinct committee officers that are elected by the people that are the representatives of the people to our party. It starts with them being empowered to be the local grassroots leaders in their communities, getting involved in their local governments, those different jurisdictions, whether it's school boards or city councils or fire districts and empowering them to show up and to be a voice. And then also within our party to come and be a part. And it's not just a PCO, we need multiple people. We need tens and hundreds of people per precinct to get involved because that's what it's gonna take to make a difference. And we truly believe that people do care you know, like, like Lyle's saying, but we have a lot of people sitting on the sidelines. I think a lot of yeah. people are disenfranchised. Well, they people don't call know. it the big tent party. I've oh. heard that so often, <laughs> the big tent party. And I don't like that for one, we don't want to live in tents. We see that what that looks like. And the other thing is that Mitch McConnell doesn't own our party. Oh That's gosh. right. You know? That's right. And, and so there's politicians that we can dislike and hate for different things that they've done, but there's politicians out there that started out the grassroots that want to do a good and right thing. And, and we want to see leaders in our community come out of our local party and become those politicians or support those politicians so that, you know, it's not a big tent. It, it's a big community yeah. that, you know what, if you're a vegan, you can join the Republican party, but don't tell us to eat bugs. That's yeah. right. <laughs> and our, our spine, our baseline is our platform and it needs to not be about candidates, right? You know, we're human. Candidates can be be human. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to vote wrong. But our baseline and our spine needs to be our platform. And everything needs to point back to that. It's not about candidates anymore. We can't play that game anymore. Right. We can't have, you know, favorites anymore. We have to hold people right. to the truth and to the platform. And that's what we're about. We're going to be consistent. We're going to say, you know, we're going to support you as a candidate if you're going to blind to the platform. And then we will hold you accountable that's as right. a, an elected official if you're voting the way of our platform. Yeah. Well, and definitely the platform is 
is an important thing to look at when you're looking at political parties. You know, a lot of folks, you know, George Washington, a lot of folks don't like the political party system, but it's what we have. Yep. It's it's what we've got to work through right. to change policy that's going to help our children, our grandchildren, the future of our country if we have one. And I look at the parties, I look at the platforms, and probably most of the reason why Democrats don't come in and talk to me on our show, and we've invited Democrats, we've invited journalists and people that have different beliefs than, than we do typically on this show, the issues we talk about. The problem is, is that you have a party that's looking at the Constitution and individual liberty. Yeah. So the biggest problem with the Republican Party is we have arguments and debates in, internally, and they say, oh, it's such a divided party. Of course it is, because we believe in the individual. We believe in your rights. This is not a theocracy. The other party is a theocracy right. of, right. hey, guess what? It's a group of groups. We yeah. did a show not too long ago. We're at war with ourselves. And then the follow-up show I did on that was we are at war from within, because what we're doing mm -hmm. is... The GOP is having a war within. They should always have it's a debate. That's what it always is. That's politics. It should never be, hey, if you want to be part of this club, you got to support all these other groups. So you have groups of groups out there yeah. that don't even make sense. You know, Hamas and LGBTQ and all these that are, you know, I don't want to see how that's going to end well. But thinking about the individual, right? individual liberty. So we've got to have that debate, even if it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to chime in on there for a little bit because um, I think what we have is with our families and our friends in our community and stuff, they feel, really feel like there's this disenfranchised, you know, uh, movement going with the two party system. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and they're like, I just want to vote independent. I'm done with the Republican party. I'm done with the Democrat party. You know, they just don't make sense anymore. And I've heard that a lot. And well, I, which party are you going to vote for the one that doesn't exist? Well, and, and I'm, I'm just like, well, if you want to, you know, vote as, you know, for an independent, then vote for an independent, but you're not, all you're doing is you're going to give your vote to somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. So I said, why don't you give it a chance? Because you got to realize you have to own some of that because we've all sat there and looked for that one iconic figure that we vote for at the end of the day, the president of the United States, thinking that they're going to just fix the entire nation's issues and every state problem that we have. And that's simply not the truth. And if well, it's not supposed to be the truth. <clears throat> we don't, we voted to not have a king. We called it the revolutionary war. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, the that's thing right. is we, we've got a constitutional representative Republic yep. and the president's supposed to be the weakest power, except being our commander in chief, who's supposed to go to Congress before we get involved in any kind of war. Right. Wait, what was that? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, this is the constitution. This, you know, this little document they say is a living right. document. They always want to change in the end. Politicians and judges don't seem to follow it very well, but we want to see the constitution followed. Cause that's where the individual Liberty lies to make sure that we have equality and equity, not in outcomes, but in the law. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you kind of go back to the uh, last election, a uh, presidential election, you know, it was people like general Flynn that actually said, Hey, we got to get back to our grassroots to make a difference here. We got to quit with this nonsense of this one iconic figure. And that's what the Republican party has tried to do. And yeah. actually MJ, how many counties across our state alone did exactly what we did last year? Five or six. Yeah. yeah. It's been huge. So the grass. Actually, when I was involved in the local party, the Spokane County GOP's uh, platform. Yeah. Went nationwide. There was places across the nation that took on our platform because of how embattled we were, you know, how bad it was, the infighting. You know what the infighting? I, I want Congress to look more, not in structure like Parliament, but in the, the one side, they can scream out and be all sorts of defiant. 
right? Right. We, we should at least have lively debate. Come and, on. And the GOP that's had right. that. Yeah, that's right. We went away. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of like the, the pro-life issue. I'm going to bring it, you know, obviously, <laughs> controversial, right? It is. But if you look at the, the GOP, yeah. you're going to find the range of people that are, uh, you know, conception to natural death in the GOP. And that's how the Democrats campaign. Oh, they just want to, you know, force your pregnancy, control your womb and, you know, whatever. But there's people in the GOP that are like, well, I, I think that, you know, certain months, right. We mm -hmm. all have our personal beliefs. I'm conception to, to, to death. I think that there's life right. there. Mm -hmm. I'm still a clump of cells. So that's, right. that's the way I feel about it. But at the end of the day, what, what's your choice? Is your choice the party that now has moved on from abortion and wants to give puberty blockers to your children through the public school system without your ability as a parent to do something about it? How radical does that party have to get before the GOP is able to say, look, citizenry, we have a broad swath of issues that we have to deal with and differing opinions, but there's some sanity that we need to bring into this. And I think that your party has an opportunity today in, mm -hmm. in those controversial issues. Yeah. yeah, and we're seeing that, you know, in our board meetings. We've had some very robust board meetings this year yeah. where we have debated issues, debated, you know, uh, candidates, supporting certain candidates. And it, was, it wasn't easy. But that's where we need to flush those things out and have those hard conversations. We need to have courageous conversations where we're honest and truthful with each other. And we also hold each other accountable. We call each other out when we don't yep. vote right or we don't speak right or we speak, yep. you know, contrary to our platform or against somebody that maybe we you know shouldn't get sideways with and that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to have those courageous conversations um be honest be about our platform and you know challenge the narrative that's what we've got to do it's about the sanctity of life and our party is about the sanctity of life you know whether you are a, a student or a kiddo that has you know special uh, abilities or special education or it's about you know life before birth or at conception, we have got to be about the party of life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that life's important in looking at the Constitution. If you're a party that cares about the Constitution, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, you can't do the last two if you don't get the first one. So we're going to continue this life conversation in just a moment. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back again with GOP Chair MJ Bolt and Vice Chair in Lyle Dak. Don't go anywhere. We want to thank God and you, the listeners, for the opportunity to continue the Right Spokane Perspective radio show and podcast programming. Listeners, it's because of your support we continue to bring you facts, commentary, and alerts on what's happening in local government, politics, and issues affecting us all. Please send your most generous support to Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, PO Box 7620, Spokane, WA 99207. Thanks again, and back to the show. And welcome back to Right Spokane Perspective on this tenacious Tuesday episode. I was so tenacious in the first half that we did not do the inspiration. You always pray before you go to war. And I'm just ready to go to war. And it's not overseas. It's right here at the homeland. So we had to dig down to the grassroots level. We got our, our local GOP in. So didn't do the inspiration. But you know what? You can always seek redemption later. <laughs> Let's do it now. Hey, you know what? In our life, we can always seek inspiration whenever we need it. And it does not have to be scheduled, and it can be like a roller coaster. We're go. on our way down. Guess what? Today, we're talking about finding open spaces. In his book, Margin, Dr. Richard Swenson writes, we must have some room to breathe. We need freedom to think and permission to heal. Our relationships are being starved to death by velocity. Our children lay wounded on the ground, run over by our high-speed good intentions. Is God now pro-exhaustion? Doesn't he lead people besides still waters anymore? 
Who plundered those wide open spaces of the past and how can we get them back? Swenson says we need some quite fertile land in life where we can rest in God and meet with him. Does that resonate? Seeking open spaces is something Moses lived out well. Leading a nation of stubborn and rebellious people, he often withdrew to find rest and guidance in God's presence. And in his tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed, but he and Moses realized the importance of spending time alone with the Father. We too need to build a margin in our lives, some wide and open spaces spent in rest and in God's presence. Spending time with him will help us make better decisions, creating healthier margins and boundaries in our life so we have the bandwidth available to love him and others well. Let's seek God in open spaces today. Heavenly Father, help us to seek some quiet moments with you each day. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And holy cow, I cannot believe just what happened. So we don't script our show, folks. You guys know this because, well, you can tell by sometimes how I go down rabbit trails and, and spider web. But the inspiration came from... I don't know, some follies and maybe we, we could do, what do they call those when they do a show and then they show you the, the, the bloopers. bloopers. The bloopers. bloopers. Yeah. If yeah. you saw the bloopers of how we got to this inspiration today. <laughs> and we've been told that we should air bloopers from our show, but if that would God, be a little embarrassing on my part. God has control of each and every day and, and we kind of gave him control of this show sometimes. And also, you know, we want to be wise in how we, we operate. And so my co-host, my beautiful co-host Shannon did that today and we ended up from different inspirations to the wide open spaces. And I think that was somewhat of what our discussion was in the beginning of the show today at the the first half, the wide open spaces of maybe the Republican Party, but our ability to live out our freedoms, our lives, our values from the individual aspects of our constitution. And that's where, you know, the Republican Party, I think that's the biggest strength is that it tries to follow the constitution, not constantly alter it. And so the wide open spaces that we have to operate either within the party or, you know, and I I love the fact there's wide open spaces in the party, whether it likes it or not, that there's going to be always internal turmoil because we still have to respect the rights of the individual as long as they're not infringing on the rights of another. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hence the whole pretense of a Republic versus a democracy. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's why we hold the Constitution near and dear to our hearts, because it, it it gives everybody, you know, the set of rules to live by. You can't just have a great majority from a Chicago or a Los Angeles or a New York come in and just dictate what the rest of us of the land should have to live by. So, yeah. And I, a lot of people miss the point of a republic. That's why it's in the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, to be a yeah. reminder. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I looked, going back to the platform and the GOP platform, that is inspired from the local level. We talked about the platform and how it went across the country from, from the Spokane County GOP because we had such battles over how that occurred. Well, at the same time, the opposing party actually was going to remove God, you know, from their, their platform. And that, uh, I would have thought disenfranchised a lot of denominations and mm-hmm. things. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't necessarily. But I look at this process that you guys are, are going to be going through with caucuses, convention, at the local right. level, 
we can bring up the very thing that you, you said at the beginning of your comments here, the republic versus the democracy. Because you know what? In Washington State, we're the largest county in eastern Washington. Now I'm lobbying you guys. Um, we're the, <laughs> and, and why do we allow our votes to be decided by the majority, the democracy, mm-hmm. over on the left coast, on the other side of the Cascade <laughs> Curtain? We need our congressional districts to be representative of us in the presidential election and in the gubernatorial race, in my belief, maybe something someone could write up a resolution for caucuses. I don't know that it should come from me because I'm already doing the lobbying. But uh, what do they call that? Electoral districts? I don't know. Just an idea. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. you guys have goals and visions, and that might not be part of it. But, yeah. it, but it, it could become part of it if enough people go to caucuses that think it's a good idea. That's exactly right. And it's a great opportunity. You were talking about those open spaces. Caucuses and conventions are wide open spaces for people's voice to be heard, right? And our grassroots level to have a voice to make an impact on what happens here locally and at our state level. This year, or 2024, our state convention is going to be here in Spokane in April, right? So we've got the caucuses on January 13th. We've got our county convention on February 10th. And then the state convention is here April uh, 19th and 20th, I yeah, believe. And true. we uh, there's going to be 20 races, 20 statewide and federal races that people's voice can be heard on and, and advocated for at the state convention. That's a lot of races. That's a Seriously. lot of impact. So that's where we can make a huge impact. And we need people. We need we need diverse opinion. We To get this right, we need different people. It doesn't help if we're just in a silo. It does not help at all. We need people to come January 13th, 10 o'clock. Find your local precinct location. We'll have that on the website. It's, it, hopefully it will be on by the time this, time, it, this airs. And, and get involved and be a part of that conversation and bring your thoughts and your ideas and your passions. That's how we get better. That's right. If you want to make a difference, if you want to pass a resolution to change anything having to do with your local GOP's platform, if you want to pass a, a resolution to have, uh, you know, electoral votes at, for the governor or whatever, you can push that. You right. can show up to caucuses right. for that reason alone. That's right. And then you can show up to the county convention and you as a citizen that just got involved in politics, that just signed up to be a PCO, never done it before, walk up to a microphone, get a resolution presented to the GOP and the people on the floor can vote on your idea, approve it, make it part of the platform, make it part of Washington State's um, you know, delegation. Say, yep. hey, this is what the people said. And guess what? Spokane County, we have all these state representatives and senators that come from legislative districts over to Olympia and they say, hey, you know, we have a republic and this is what my people are saying. So that's that's there's opportunity here to make change. Exactly. And one thing I want to say, guess what? We're all not going to agree on everything. That's right. We need people that will stay in the fight with us, Mm -hmm. even though we disagree, because we are going to disagree. We're not clones in this party. We are individuals, as you said earlier. We are are strong individuals. And yeah, we're going to disagree, but we stay committed and we stay in the fight. Right now- I want to step in there because this is important, because I think that you know, if we look at our children, the best arguments you'll ever have with your wife or husband is because of- making decisions for your children and the financial future for your family that aids your children. And those debates have to happen. Yeah. If you haven't argued with your spouse recently, make sure it's a, you, know, you a haven't cogent. tried hard enough. Ma- ma- that's right. Make sure it's a cogent argument because 
we're designed, God designed us differently to have different viewpoints, different uh, perspectives. Cause we look, you know, my wife's five foot tall. I'm six. We see things differently sometimes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so he always takes the high road though. Just so you know. <laughs> so we have you to, get have, to see under the yeah. surface. That's, that's, right. that's, that's right. right. So we have to have those different I got perspectives the and that's how we best make decisions for our children. Yeah. Well, we're, we've raised up a government that became a dictator in the household because the parents decided not to have those arguments or didn't decide to have resolution to those arguments in raising their child. So now we have a defiant child as a government. That's a good point. Yes, that, we do. And actually, point. we saw that a couple of weeks ago in Olympia. We actually physically saw it in Olympia as people were throwing tantrums and spray painting all over our buildings down there because yeah. they were trying to make a point. And at some point, our government and the people that are, are electing people into government are going to have to spank our children. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, well, there, there's, there's got to be, be accountability. some accountability yeah. Yeah. and some discipline for actions that are not. Well, either we have the rule of law or we have the rule of mobs and i think that that the republican party right now looks like the the party that looks like rule of law we want laws to make sense we, there needs to be grace where grace right. is is needed but right now there's just chaos i think and and so we see our capitals being defaced we see our histories being erased and we need to stand up as a community and it starts at the local yeah. level yeah the people that become president you know, fine they came on the scene you know maybe they were in congress forever maybe they never were but really, our local government, our police, whether we're going to have the rule of law, our prosecutors, all that stuff at the local level, that's decided by your county engagement right yeah. here. Yeah. And I think for too long, we have sat on the sidelines. And I say we, I say as we're conservatives, as Christians, I don't know, you know what we were thinking, but we thought it was okay. I remember getting involved in school. Y'all know I, you know, I've served on the school board. I've been on the state board of education. When I first got involved in the schools, I felt like the schools were like, you stay over there, mom, you know, in your little group and, and we'll take care of schooling. That does not work. And that's how we got to where we are. We cannot expect this to change and do the same thing. Isn't that the definition of insanity? So I, I implore people that you have to get involved. You have to. And I agree with you. Our media focuses on the national politics. That is the least way we can uh, have impact. We have the most impact by our local elections, by these elections that just happen. And yet we get like, what, you know, 37% of our voters that vote in these elections. We've got to change that. And I'm pointing at me first. So I start with me and I ask people to come alongside and get engaged You've got, we have got to change this. We've got to go to our city council meetings. We've got to go to our school board meetings and we have got to question the narrative and we've got to show up, you know, and not just let this narrative keep pushing because that's what's going to happen. That's how they've got to where they are is we didn't show up. And especially as Christians. Well, it starts yeah. in the living room and, and then it goes to the congregations that you're, you know, regardless of your religion, because if, you know, that 30, whatever percent that turned out to vote Christians, are polled, you know, 60% of the country say they're Christians. Why are we having elections that turn out the way they do where it's negatively impacting our children? If you don't have that conversation at Thanksgiving, you're not doing what's best for your grandkids, folks. If you know, you're not doing what's best for your nephews, nieces, you know, yeah. that, that's when we look at that. I mean, really, and I'll, I'll say it again. If you didn't vote, you don't get first stab at the stuffing. For those that voted, you get first stab at the stuffing or, or whatever grandma's favorite recipe is. And that's how it should go. Because if we don't care about the governance and how it affects us, we don't care about the people we meet 
for on Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yeah. And I'd also chime in and, you know, if we have that uh, narrow-minded thought that, you know, we'll, we're not uh, Seattle, we're not Portland, we're not New York, it's not going to come here. I think all you'd have to do is just look back at the evidence of the November 6th Spokane City Council meeting. Um, we had pro-Palestine supporters come in there and they came in there with bullhorns and everything. And there's a decorum you're supposed to maintain. And the, right. and the council president, she'll remind you of that every time, even if you just kind of, you know, laugh or snicker or something. At some, she'll say, you know, um, order, order, or else you'll be removed, right? And then the mm -hmm. police officer comes forward. Well, then when that happened, they took over the entire city council chambers and shut it down. And none of the people that were there uh, wanting to speak were able to speak. And so if we're not being proactive to kind of stand against that nonsense, because we went down there. Uh, I did anyways to help, uh, you know, uh, for Nadine Woodward, you know, and all that uh, censure that they were trying to uh, uh, put on her because the mayor went in, you know, to be prayed for and she was praying for a community. Mm -hmm. um, and the problem that we had with that is they were trying to censure her for just basically going to a worship concert. Okay. Well, we had a lot of supporters that came back down to help support that movement against that censure. And uh, what ended up happening is there's a few of us that you know, kind of cheered and jeered and uh, for things that were being said. And uh, they silenced us right away. But then you could have this pro-Palestine movement come in, right? Is yeah. my point. Well, and, and that's the thing. We need, the, the ideals of individual liberty and actual equality, equity mm -hmm. in the law is important because otherwise the bully on the playground is going to be the one that beats up the kids every day and we're not going to do anything because we're just going to let the bully do what he does while we silence uh, the victims of bad policy, the victims of, of bad culture. So we're, we're out of time for today's show, but we've got to have you guys back again. So we're going to continue this conversation again Thanksgiving because I want to see if uh, who, well I want to see who gets the stuffing actually <laughs> so we're going to ask that question you're always thinking about food I love stuffing. I think it can hashtag yeah hashtag Tim loves stuffing yeah okay we'll see you folks again tomorrow bye bye you have been listening to Right Spokane Perspective we are sponsored by Right Spokane Perspective LLC and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you